TED Audio Collective. This TED Talk features management consultant Sylvain Durantin, recorded live at TED at BCG 2019. Support comes from Zuckerman Spader. Through nearly five decades of taking on high-stakes legal matters, Zuckerman Spader is recognized nationally as a premier litigation and investigations firm. Their lawyers routinely represent individuals, organizations, and law firms in business disputes, government, and internal investigations, and at trial, when the lawyer you choose matters most. Online at Zuckerman.com. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Capital One Bank. With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Support for TED Talks Daily comes from Global Fabric, brought to you by BT. Available in over 200 countries and direct, high-bandwidth connectivity to over 700 data centers worldwide, Global Fabric provides a zero-trust journey, DDoS detection, and mitigation embedded as standard, so you can secure your complex multi-cloud ecosystem without impacting performance. Baseline, monitor, and manage your carbon footprint across your entire ecosystem with our dedicated carbon network dashboard. Plus, the Global Fabric network is powered by one. 100% renewable energy. Master the multi-cloud with Global Fabric. Future-proof and secure your connectivity on a network that evolves with you. To learn how BT's Global Fabric can transform your organization's connectivity, head to bt.com slash global fabric. Let me share a paradox. For the last 10 years, many companies have been trying to become less bureaucratic, to have fewer central rules and procedures, more autonomy for their local teams, to be more agile. And now they are pushing artificial intelligence, AI, unaware that cool technology might make them more bureaucratic than ever. Why? Because AI operates just like bureaucracies. The essence of bureaucracy is to favor rules and procedures over human judgment and AI decides solely based on rules. Many rules inferred from past data, but only rules. And if human judgment is not kept in the loop, AI will bring a terrifying form of new bureaucracy. I call it algocracy, where AI will take more and more critical decisions by the rules, outside of any human control. Is there a real risk? Yes. I'm leading a team of 800 AI specialists. We have deployed over 100 customized AI solutions for large companies around the world. And I see too many corporate executives behaving like bureaucrats from the past. They want to take costly, old-fashioned humans out of the loop and rely only upon AI to take decisions. I call this the human zero mindset. And why is it so tempting? Because the other route, human plus AI, is long, costly, and difficult. Business teams, tech teams, data science teams have to iterate for months 
to craft exactly how humans and AI can best work together. Long, costly and difficult, but the reward is huge. A recent survey from BCG and MIT shows that 18% of companies in the world are pioneering AI, making money with it. Those companies focus 80% of their AI initiatives on effectiveness and growth, taking better decisions, not replacing humans with AI to save costs. Why is it important to keep humans in the loop? Simply because, left alone, AI can do very dumb things. Sometimes with no consequence, like in this tweet. Dear Amazon, I bought a toilet seat, necessity not desire. I do not collect them, I'm not a toilet seat addict. No matter how temptingly you email me, I am not going to think, oh, go on then, one more toilet seat, I'll treat myself. <laughs> Sometimes, with more consequence, like in this other tweet, had the same situation with my mother's burial urn. For months after her death, I got messages from Amazon saying, if you like that... <laughs> Sometimes with worse consequences. Take an AI engine rejecting a student application for university. Why? Because it has learned on past data characteristic of students that will pass and fail. Some are obvious, like GPS. But if in the past all students from a given postal code have failed, it is very likely that AI will make this a rule and will reject every student with this postal code, not giving anyone the opportunity to prove the rule wrong. And no one can check all the rules, because advanced AI is constantly learning. And if humans are kept out of the loom, there comes the algocratic nightmare. Who is accountable for rejecting the student? No one. AI did. Is it fair? Yes. The same set of objective rules have been applied to everyone. Could we reconsider for this bright kid with the wrong postal code? No. Algos don't change their mind. We have a choice here. Carry on with algocracy or decide to go to human plus AI. And to do this, we need to stop thinking tech first. And we need to start applying the secret formula. To deploy human plus AI, 10% of the effort is to code algos. 20% to build tech around the algos, collecting data, building UI, integrating into legacy system. But 70%, the bulk of the effort, is about weaving together AI with people and processes to maximize real outcome. AI fails when cutting short on the 70%. The price tag for that can be small, wasting many, many millions of dollars on useless technology. Anyone cares? Or real tragedies. 346 casualties in the recent crashes of two B737 aircrafts when pilots could not interact properly with a computerized command system. For a successful 70%, the first step is to make sure that algos are coded by data scientists and domain experts together. Take healthcare, for example. One of our team worked on a new drug. 
with a slight problem. When taking their first dose, some patients, very few, have heart attacks. So all patients, when taking their first dose, have to spend one day in hospital for monitoring, just in case. Our objective was to identify patients who were at zero risk of heart attacks, who could skip the day in hospital. We used AI to analyze data from clinical trials. To correlate ECG signal blood composition biomarkers with the risk of heart attack. In one month, our, our model could flag 62% of patients at zero risk. They could skip the day in hospital. Would you be comfortable staying at home for your first dose if the algo said so? <laughs> Doctors were not. What if we had false negative? meaning people who are told by AI they can stay at home and die. <laughs> There started our 70%. We worked with a team of doctors to check the medical logic of each variable in our model. For instance, we were using the concentration of a liver enzyme as a predictor, for which the medical logic was not obvious. The statistical signal was quite strong. But what if it was a bias in our sample? That predictor was taken out of the model. We also took out predictors for which experts told us they cannot be rigorously measured by doctors in real life. After four months, we had a model and a medical protocol. They both got approved by medical authorities in the US last spring, resulting in far less stress for half of the patients and better quality of life and expected upside on sales over 100 million for that drug. 70% weaving AI with steam and processes also means building powerful interfaces for humans and AI to solve the most difficult problems together. Once, we got, we got challenged by a fashion retailer. We have the best buyers in the world, Could you build an AI engine that would beat them at forecasting sales, at telling how many high-end, light green, men XL shirts we need to buy for next year, at predicting better what will sell or not than our designers? Our team trained the model in a few weeks on past sales data, and the competition was organized with human buyers. Result? AI wins reducing forecasting errors by 25%. Human zero champions could have tried to implement this initial model and create a fight with all human buyers. Have fun. But we knew that human buyers had insights on fashion trends that could not be found in past data. There started our 70%. We went for a second test where human buyers were reviewing quantities suggested by AI and could correct them if needed. Result? Humans using AI lose 75% of the corrections made by humans were reducing accuracy. Was this time to get rid of human buyers? No. It was time to recreate a model where humans would not try to guess when AI is wrong, but where AI would take real input from human buyers. We fully rebuilt the model, 
and went away from our initial interface, which, were, which was more or less, hey, human, this is what I forecast, correct whatever you want, and moved to a much richer one, more like, hey, humans, I don't know the trends for next year. Could you share with me your top creative bets? Hey, humans, could you help me quantify those few big items? I cannot find any good comparables in the past for them. Result, human plus AI wins, reducing forecast errors by, 20, by 50%. It took one year to finalize the tool. Long, costly and difficult. But profits and benefits way in excess of 100 of millions of savings per year for that retailer. 70% on very sensitive topics also mean humans have to decide what is right or wrong and define rules for what AI can do or not, like setting caps on prices to prevent pricing engines to charge outrageously high prices to uneducated customers who would accept them. Only humans can define those boundaries. There is no way AI can find them in past data. Some situations are in the gray zone. We worked with a health insurer. He developed an AI engine to identify among his clients people who are just about to go to hospital to sell them premium services. And the problem is, some prospects were called by the commercial team while they did not know yet they would have to go to hospital very soon. You are the CEO of this company. Do you stop that program? Not an easy question. And to tackle this question, some companies are building teams, defining ethical rules and standards to help business and tech teams set limits between personalization and manipulation, customization of offers and discrimination, targeting and intrusion. I am convinced that in every company, applying AI where it really matters has massive payback. Business leaders need to be bold and select a few topics, and for each of them, mobilize 10, 20, 30 people from their best teams, tech, AI, data science, ethics, and go through the full 10, 20, 70% cycle of human plus AI if they want to land AI effectively in their teams and processes. There is no other way. Citizens in developed economies already fear algocracy. 7,000 were interviewed in a recent survey. More than 75% expressed real concerns on the impact of AI on the workforce, on privacy, on the risk of a dehumanized society. Pushing algocracy creates a real risk of severe backlash against AI within companies or at, in society at large. Human plus AI is our only option to bring the benefits of AI to the real world. And in the end, winning organizations will invest in human knowledge, not just AI and data. Recruiting, training, rewarding human experts. Data is said to be the new oil. But believe me, human knowledge will make the difference because it is the only derrick available to pump the oil hidden in the data. Thank you.
PRX.